Welcome back to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. I'm a doctor of physical therapy and the owner of Evlo Fitness. And this podcast is intended to explain the science behind fitness so that you can make decisions around your workouts in ways that build your body up, not break your body down. And today I want to talk about why I don't recommend using a fitness watch to track your workouts and why I don't recommend entering your workouts in something like MyFitnessPal if you're someone who is tracking your macros. I want to talk about really what to do instead and why tracking calories out can actually be sabotaging your results. So I say this all the time, but beating your body up in your workouts and potentially damaging your joints and your hormones with really long, super high intensity workouts every single day may eventually backfire. And I would say it backfires for most people eventually. But what we've slowly started to believe is that what is the most effective thing as far as fitness is that we burn a lot of calories. And especially now we can objectively track how many calories each workout burns. And we lean on really intense exercise because we think, oh, this type of movement burns a lot of calories and therefore that means it's effective. But what I'll talk about today is that using calories as a metric to measure the effectiveness of your workouts is not actually what will move the needle forward. And I'll explain why, because there's a big difference between a workout that burned a lot of calories, but didn't do much for your muscles and a workout that really effectively loaded your muscles and will induce physical change, but maybe didn't burn that many calories. So I'll go over lots of examples to illustrate this today. I would love to see women and really all people shift their goals from using exercise as a tool to get lean and lose weight to using exercise to build muscle. And if leanness is your goal, again, I don't ever want to demonize anyone's goals. If leanness is your goal, use nutrition for leanness and use exercise to build muscle. Because the irony is that that combination of using nutrition for leanness and then using exercise to build muscle, the irony is that when you shift your goals in that direction, leanness is actually easier to achieve. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Let's talk about why I recommend building muscle over using exercise to quote unquote, get lean or to quote unquote, get toned. So leanness, like I said, is mostly about diets, mostly about what you're eating, but exercising to build muscle can indirectly help with leanness because when you focus on hypertrophy or building muscle size, what you do is you improve your glucose regulation. This means that you increase the storage sites for glucose within your muscle So when you eat, the food that you're eating is converted into glucose, and that glucose is stored in muscles instead of being shuttled to fat. And I talk about this in more detail in episode number 42 about exercise and aging and insulin sensitivity if you want to learn more about that. So a focus on building muscle can improve leanness because of how your body uses the food that you eat. Again, it's more of a long-term solution. It's not going to happen overnight, and a lot of us think that it's easier just to focus more on burning calories than being patient with the muscle building process. But truly the muscle building process is what's going to give you long-term success and it's going to feel a lot better. So you also want to exercise to build muscle because of its effect on your metabolism. Again, this is more of a long game, but so, so worth it to shift your focus ASAP. Studies show that your metabolism stays stable from the ages of 20 
to 60 when lean mass is held constant. But many people will blame age-related weight gain on a decrease in their metabolism. They think that, oh, you know, I'm 40 now, so my metabolism is less than it was when I was 20. However, this study, which I'll cite in the show notes, shows that when you keep lean mass the same, metabolism doesn't change. So if a 20-year-old had the same lean mass as a 60-year-old, they could theoretically have the exact same metabolism. So that's one reason why we want to focus on increasing muscle. But what happens as we age is we lose muscle. This is a natural process of aging unless we're consciously trying to do something about it. It's called sarcopenia. And so what happens is unless you are consciously trying to gain and maintain muscle throughout your life, 10 years might pass and you might lose a pretty significant amount of muscle and weight gain might be a lot easier. But we might blame our decrease in metabolism, but it's the root of it is because of a decrease in muscle mass. So it's not necessarily age. It's mostly because you've lost muscle over that decade. But what many people do to get lean is they will try to burn as many calories as possible, doing lots of cardio, um, doing maybe like combination moves. So a lot of people will combine both their strength and their cardio workouts, which I don't recommend. So they'll do lots of fancy combination moves to get their heart rate up to burn more calories. And problem is that this type of mindset around exercise may be unnecessarily stressing your system and not really moving the needle as far as increasing your caloric deficit. So you might be exhausting yourself for really not a big payoff. So I want to speak to first why burning calories isn't a very important metric. I've talked about this so many times and I go over this in detail in episode number 21 if you want to go back and listen. But the constrained total energy expenditure model is a model that suggests that you have a caloric window every day or within a week span that doesn't really change much, even if you're exercising more. So if you burn a lot of calories in your workout, what happens is your body compensate and kind of borrows calories from other processes throughout your day to keep you within this narrow window. So just choosing workouts or exercises because they burn more calories is not necessarily doing much in regards to your caloric deficit. It's not really increasing your deficit very significantly, and therefore it might not be contributing much to body composition. I'm not saying that, you know, we should sit on the couch all day long and not move. We still recommend getting 150 minutes of cardio per week and strength training, but tracking calories out may not be as important as we've been led to believe for increasing your calorie deficit. I also think that tracking calories can cause overeating, which can sabotage your results if body composition is your goal. So I don't recommend tracking your calories burned or if you're using something like MyFitnessPal to track your macros, I don't recommend adding a workout in because what that will do is if you're using MyFitnessPal or something uh, to track your calories and macros, MyFitnessPal will deduce a certain amount of calories from your workouts and then it will kind of add it to the amount of calories that you can eat. Number one, I think that this messes with us a little bit because I think it makes us associate food as something that we earn or that if we overeat, then we have to go burn it off later. Like, oh, if I just run an extra three miles, then I can eat that cookie. So I think it can kind of bastardize our relationship with food and exercise, which is a very, very important thing to start to get tight because as so many of you know, I think that listen to this podcast, it can become a slippery slope with 
exercising to try to shrink yourself or exercising at the expense of yourself. So we kind of have to be aware of that and conscious of that. Not only that, but inputting your exercise into my fitness pal or tracking using, you know, fitness watches can actually sabotage your results because trackers are very unreliable for tracking the amount of calories burned. Not only do we have the constrained total energy expenditure model, which says that you might be burning more calories in your workouts, but you're actually probably not burning much more calories overall. So we're adding to that deficit by adding our workout to my fitness pal or whatever, but it's not an accurate representation of actually how many calories you're burning throughout the day. Not only that, but trackers are known to be very unreliable for for tracking calories burned, even if you were significantly increasing your deficit, even if the constrained total energy expenditure model didn't exist, those trackers are not very reliable and they don't give you a very reliable number. So let's use an example. Let's say that you're working on body recomposition. You're eating, this is a totally arbitrary example, but just I'm just gonna use some round numbers. So let's say you're eating 2000 calories per day and you're tracking protein. You wanna gain some muscle, maybe you wanna lose some fat. And you've gone through the nutrition programs on Evlo. You've gone through the macro programs. You've figured out how much protein you need to eat and the calories that you need to be at in order to body recomp. So let's say you do a HIIT workout and your watch tells you that that workout burned 400 calories. So you go into MyFitnessPal where you're tracking your food and you enter a HIIT workout and you enter that you burned 400 calories. So my fitness pal will adjust and it will say, oh, now you can eat 2,400 calories instead of 2,000 calories. But again, not only our fitness watch is not very reliable as far as calorie burn, but if we are staying within that narrow window of calorie expenditure, you might be overeating now by 400 calories. So of course, it's not a big deal here and there to overeat. And I'm not saying this to encourage obsessiveness over the numbers. I just want to illustrate how I don't recommend tracking your exercise energy expenditure at all. Like I really don't recommend tracking your calories because I think number one, it can kind of mess with our relationship with exercise and food. And then number two, it can sabotage your results because it can cause overeating or thinking like, oh, I burn this many more calories. So that means I can eat this much more food when really it doesn't actually work like that. So when you stop tracking your exercise, what will happen is that you will notice that you are so much more in tune with what your body needs and what your body is asking for. It's so interesting because when you choose exercises that feel good in your body and you don't just choose it because it's burning more calories, your workout becomes so much more enjoyable and it feels so much better. It feels so much more satisfying. When you aggregate this over time, your joints will feel so much better and you'll start to see better results. You'll be more consistent. You'll look forward to your workouts. It's really such a holistic approach and I just cannot recommend ditching that fitness watch enough. There's also an issue with exercise selection when our goal is to burn more calories. And I alluded to this earlier in the episode, but I want to dig in a little bit more here. So I think that when we are tracking calories burned, we are inherently going to want to make that number as high as possible. We kind of tend to compete with ourselves when we have that gamification, right? When we have that fitness watch that's telling us like, oh, just burn a little bit more and then you'll reach your goal or whatever it may be. So this may mean that we're choosing workouts or exercises that burn a lot of calories, but maybe don't necessarily adequately load muscles. So we're choosing exercise for the wrong reasons. So let's take an example. 
combination moves are really popular on social media. So think like, you know, a burpee to an overhead press or a squat to an overhead press. And I think part of the reason that these types of moves are popular on social media is because they look more interesting on camera, on video, to be completely honest, than just more of a basic, simple move. And I can tell you that as a fitness instructor, I know how to teach a class where people are like, that was an awesome class. Let me tell you what these factors are. So a little insight into a fitness instructor. I think if you're a fitness instructor, you can relate to this. Number one, you do creative moves that someone's never tried before. Number two, you do a lot within that class. So maybe you're doing a lot of these combination moves and you're really getting their heart rate up. They're sweating. They feel like the class is hard, like they have to put in a lot of energy. Those things will make people feel like they went to an awesome class, but they might be expending energy with with not necessarily a lot of high payoff if they're not adequately loading their muscles. Because the sad part is, is that these combination moves or these workouts that feel really hard are often the ones that burn the most calories. So people think that they have like the evidence that like, see, this is working because it burns the most calories. Yes, I feel depleted and exhausted and my body hurts, but this is what I have to do because this is what's working. Because they look at their fitness watch and they get that gold star that they burned a lot of calories. But just because something is doing a lot at once, just because you have this combination that's working a lot of muscles and it's expending a lot of energy, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will have meaningful change in any given muscle. For example, if you're doing like a squat to an overhead press, let's talk about what's working in that exercise. So let's say you have weights in your hands and you're doing a squat and then lifting up, pressing up overhead and repeating a few times. So your legs and your glutes are working, right? When you are in the squat, your back muscles are loaded to keep your spine and trunk stable. And then your arms and shoulders are working in the overhead press. And at first glance, you might say, oh, that's great. I'm working all of these things at once. It's high bang for your buck. But the problem is that each of those muscle groups, your back, your shoulders, and your glutes will all require different amounts of resistance in order to see change. Because as I've talked about in the last couple of episodes, the most important potent ingredient for muscle growth and physical change in your body is mechanical load. So a resistance that's adequately working the shoulder may be too much for the low back and maybe too little for the glutes. So you could see how maybe, you know, when you're doing a combination of lots of these types of exercises, if your workout is filled with these types of exercises day in and day out, you could see how maybe your back would start to hurt over time. You could see how maybe, you know, your arms, you're seeing definition in your arms, but maybe you're not seeing much in your glutes or in your legs. So not only is it important to load each of those individual muscles with significant and appropriate load for what those muscles can tolerate and produce. But there's lots to coordinate and focus on when you're doing a move that is expending a lot of energy, but maybe not necessarily focused on one area at a time. So if you're doing that squat to overhead press, you have to focus on pushing into the floor to activate your legs. You have to focus on not falling backwards in your squat. You have to focus on keeping your spine rigid. You have to focus on gripping the weights and using your arms. There's a lot going on. And when there's a lot going on, our focus to any given muscle declines. So we may not be able to create the neuromuscular connection, the focus to the muscle that we're actually trying to change 
and adapt. So yes, an exercise that has a lot going on may burn more calories. A workout that you feel fatigued and tired and depleted at the end, that may burn more calories, but it won't necessarily be as impactful as choosing separate exercises for each of your muscle groups and really focusing on using appropriate resistance for each of those muscle groups. Because I know it sounds counterintuitive, but just using your energy on things that won't necessarily move the needle, it ends up depleting you and sucking your energy, but not moving you forward very much. And it can often cause lots of joint strain. So This is truly why I love the out of sight, out of mind tactic. I have not used a fitness watch or tracked my calories or input it into my fitness pal in years. And I cannot tell you how freeing it is to just listen to the cues of your own body, to just focus on the muscle you are working and changing, which is really what we try to do a lot in Evlo. Like we're like, okay, this is the muscle you're working and this is how you should be contracting it. And you really feel and you know exactly which muscle group you're working. And it feels so satisfying. Your joints feel better. And again, if you're giving yourself proper recovery and you're eating correctly, you're eating enough protein, that is what will have the most impactful change on your body. And like I said, when you work out like that and you work to grow your muscles, it has long-term impacts for you. It will improve your ability to stay lean if that's your goal. It will improve your metabolism as you age. It'll improve your insulin sensitivity, bone density. I could just go on and on and on and on. So I really do recommend going back to the idea that building muscle is your best friend and that it doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to burn a lot of calories. It doesn't need to expend a lot of energy and to choose exercises that are most likely to build your muscles regardless of how many calories they burn. And the beauty is that when you work out like this, not only is it more effective and sustainable and you'll be able to stay more consistent, it's more enjoyable, but you don't feel so depleted because when your focus is on burning calories, you have to expend a lot of energy in that workout. And if we think of our energy system kind of like a gas tank, you know, we've got a full tank of gas at the beginning of the day. And if we're depleting half of that tank just in our workout first thing in the morning, we only have half the tank left for the rest of the day. When I'm here to say that that's not necessarily what you have to do in order to see results. You don't have to deplete half that tank in your workout in order to move you forward. It's all about working smarter, not harder, and putting the load through your muscles in ways that will induce change without unnecessarily using energy. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I completely went off my script there, but I feel very passionate about this because I have my own history of thinking that burning calories was the secret sauce and feeling depleted, feeling exhausted, hurting all over. And I've switched from that. And I cannot tell you, I see better results now. Again, it's not a fast thing. Like it's taken a lot of trial and error for me, adjusting my nutrition, you know, getting stronger, improving my joint health, all of those things. It takes a long time, but now I'm in a point where I truly feel like I'm in an upward spiral. So I cannot recommend this way of exercising enough. So, okay. So we talked about kind of the science behind and my my argument for why I recommend ditching your fitness watch and not tracking your calories out. So if you're not tracking your calories out, what should you focus on instead? Let's talk about a few things. And this goes back to the five basics that I talk about a lot in many of my episodes. But number one, you want to program your week of workouts. Structure is everything because if you're just randomly working muscles, you might be overworking some muscles, underworking some muscles, and you won't see 
you won't see good results for the energy that you're putting into your workout. So programming your week. Again, if you're an Evelyn member, this is all programmed out for you. So you just get to show up and take class. Second thing is exercise selection. Again, something I talk about all the time, but choosing an exercise that really specifically targets one muscle at a time. I always say like you should know which muscle group you're working and you should be able to get close to failure in that muscle group by the end of your set. So that muscle that you're targeting should feel cooked and worked. And then after that, you know, you're making sure that you're recovering. You're taking a couple of days off where you're working that muscle group. Maybe if you work arms, then you can work legs the next day and core the next day and maybe back to arms after that. Of course, making sure that you're eating properly. Again, if you're an Evelyn member, check out the macros program where she talks about how much protein you need for muscle growth. Super, super important. If you do these things, I'm telling you, you will see positive change in your body. Not only will you see the needle move as far as results, but you'll feel so much better. You'll look forward to your workouts. And we're not about fast results around here. It might take a few months or you know, it might take up to a year to like really significantly see these changes, but your body doesn't love fast changes and change is absolutely possible for every single person. But our physiology likes homeostasis, right? It doesn't like when things are drastically changed. And so we have to incrementally change in order for our body to be like, okay, that wasn't too much. I can handle that. Now my new homeostasis is just, you know, up a notch. And then we slowly want to increase that without overdoing it. And I truly think that that is some of the messaging that's kind of missing in the fitness industry. Okay. So hopefully you got some value out of this episode. Remember that we have eight free classes in the show notes. If you want to try out our method, you can do it without inputting a credit card and you could take the, take those classes as long as you'd like. And that is it. We will see you all next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.